Today on CityCast Pittsburgh. With more and more people coming to Pittsburgh for abortion care, clinics and physicians have been recruiting like wild for new providers. But local medical students say unless they specialize, they don't get much abortion training. Second year student Pallavi Malouk heads the local chapter of a national group pushing to change that. It's Tuesday, August 30th. I'm Morgan Moody, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. What is Medical Students for Choice, and why should Pittsburgh med students know about it? So Medical Students for Choice is an organization at PitMed that sort of encompasses anything under the umbrella of reproductive and sexual health care. Um, in the past, our big mission has been to destigmatize a lot of these topics. So um, I grew up in a very traditional Indian community where a lot of these topics like sex and even just reproductive health care and women's health and everything like that uh, was just a very taboo topic. Um, so part of Medical Students for Choice is to make medical students more comfortable discussing these topics amongst themselves, as well as with their patients. So things that we've done in the past is to get medical students talking more about what reproductive health care looks like in different populations. So not just in women, but also in anybody who has a uterus or yeah. um, identifies as any kind of group um, that is in need of reproductive health care. Um, and then on the sexual health side, talking a lot more about things like sexual violence and the things mm-hmm. that contribute to that and um, how to access contraception, how to get access to STD testing and everything like that. Things that are super, super important to a patient's lifestyle and healthcare, and even to a medical student's lifestyle right. that I think a lot of people just are super uncomfortable talking about. Is MSFC preparing med students to be abortion providers? Is that the goal at all? I think it's less of a targeted goal like that to like make everybody an abortion provider, but it is Mm -hmm. to get medical students aware of the different ways that they can help in fields like abortion. So I think a lot of times uh, you start medical school and you have, you know, you have those four long years ahead of you and it's so easy to get caught up in exams and your courses and all of these logistical things that you need to do to get through medical school that advocacy really falls onto the back burner. So Mm -hmm. I think Medical Students for Choice is an organization that's really dedicated to giving medical students the chance to sort of involve themselves in that advocacy work before they become physicians and start advocating for patients before that. And I think part of that is educating ourselves on um, how we can strike more. The thing is, if we're not comfortable talking about these topics, then the way that we present them to our patients is also uncomfortable. And you end up missing a lot of important questions. For Mm -hmm. example, say you're not comfortable talking about coercion and in sexual health. That's something that you may stray away from asking your patients. But when you are maybe in a situation where you really should be asking those kinds of questions to a patient that comes into your office. So that's just like one sort of very specific example. But I guess what Medical Students for Choice is doing is we're trying to just get that conversation going and to also incorporate more hands-on educational experiences like abortion training. Um, uh, Like we've had workshops in the past that have been really cool where we've gotten local Pittsburgh abortion providers to come into the medical school and teach medical students how to do 
like a certain abortion procedure on fruits and papayas yeah. and things like that. So we had an episode like that um, talking about the abortion on papaya and how you don't have to be OBGYN at least um, to have the knowledge of how to perform an abortion. But do you feel like what you've learned so far um, in med school, does it feel sufficient on abortion care? Not at all. I don't think it's sufficient at all. I think that abortion education is severely lacking from the curriculum. Right now, I think what we have in place is, um, I I was actually talking to some upperclassmen and my sister has also gone to pit med before me uh, and she's almost graduating. And she was telling me that really what they get in terms of abortion education is a lecture during our reproductive health module that comes at the sort of tail end of our second year. Mm-hmm. Um, But beyond that, unless you kind of actively seek out clubs and organizations like student-run things like MSFC, um, you're not really getting that much community involvement or hands-on experience with what it actually looks like to perform an abortion, who in the physician community can perform an abortion. I don't even know if it's common knowledge that physicians outside of OB-GYN can get trained in abortion care in different ways because there's you know pill abortions there's other medical uh, medical abortions that don't involve procedural stuff so yeah I, I do think that exposure to this kind of information would help you know let us know like hey you can also do this the show today is brought to you by an incredible local resource aids free pittsburgh and their pledge to end the hiv aids epidemic in allegheny county by 2030 if that is a cause that is close to your heart make sure you're around for their biggest event of the summer the sixth annual too hot for july it is a party but it is also a chance to get confidential hiv and sti testing for free plus info on the incredible preventative medicines we have now to keep yins happy, healthy, and feeling your most confident out on the town. So come on out to Allegheny Commons East Park on Thursday, May 30th. Yes, July is in the name, but the event is in May. Don't get confused. May 30th from 4 to 10 p.m. There will be DJ sets, a health fair and marketplace, a ballroom-inspired dance battle, cash bar, food trucks, and more. Plus, a performance by Tony Award winner Alex Newell, a.k.a. Unique, from Glee. This is all thanks to True Tea Pittsburgh and so many folks doing the good work out here in the community. So do not miss out. Learn more at TooHotForJuly.com. Why, why don't you think there's enough education? I think that could be for a number of reasons. First of all, I think that, at least in my opinion, I think that there's a misconception that abortion only per, like pertains to a certain portion of the population. Right. And so it's not seen as this universal skill or tool or knowledge that like everybody in medical school needs because mm-hmm. not everybody's going to go into OB-GYN, so not everybody needs to know about it, I think is sort of the thinking um, even in a lot of our MSFC events, uh, we get sort of the same group of people, mostly female identifying or people with uteruses who come to a lot of our events. Um, and it's obviously amazing that we have such a strong base of people who come to everything. But at the same time, you really do see that like not everybody feels like it's their issue. So I think yeah. that's one reason. And I think the second reason is that because abortion has been so politicized, I think it is also sort of just like, again, another taboo topic that people feel uncomfortable talking too much about. So we really just touch on the super medical healthcare aspects of it and don't talk about kind of the more in-depth, maybe like personalized parts of it. 
Can you describe the curriculum a little? Like, what do you um, actually get to learn? I think, I think, I mean, it is at least good that there's at least, so when we do our reproductive health module, I haven't done it yet because I'm still Mm -hmm. kind of at the beginning of my second year, but we start talking about, you know, like the reproductive organs and how that works in men and women. And then kind of, I think there's one lecture on sort of what it looks like for a person to decide to have an abortion and the different technical procedures that you could use to do that. So I think that's as far as we sort of get in medical school. Okay. Um, But I think something that I would love is if we could have kind of more opportunities. So we have these things called PECs, like professional enrichment courses. They're kind of like electives that you can take throughout your time at medical school. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are a few for sure that involve uh, different aspects of reproductive health or sexual health that people can take. But um, again, you get kind of get the same population of people gravitating towards those electives. So I feel like I, I want to find a way to propose some kind of, you know, reform to the curriculum where not saying that we need to force people <laughs> to sort of take yeah. part in this education, but I would love if like more people kind of were put in an environment where that you know, that knowledge was in front of them instead yeah. of sort of the same 10 or 15 people in medical school or in your class kind of going to all of these optional events. Yeah. How did Roe getting overturned kind of affect how you think about this sort of work? Has it like made made you feel more passionate about it? Pittsburgh is already receiving, you know, an influx of patients from neighboring states seeking um, abortion access. So I don't know, does it, has it lit any fires under you? I think it's lit a fire under me and I think it's lit a fire under like everyone who was remotely interested in MSFC at all. Um, We actually recently had like an activities fair where a lot of the incoming first year medical students could sign up for different organizations. And I got like somewhere around 45 to 50 people who were interested in joining the group, which is a lot for a medical school class of like 150. So Yeah, so that was really awesome. And I think in terms of our direction, the way that Roe v. Wade being overturned sort of changed my mindset is, although I think it was super important. So last semester, I organized a couple different events to talk about, you know, kind of more on the destigmatization side of things. Um, uh, I had a panel discussion with a bunch of experts talking about why it's so important to destigmatize these topics. But now I think with the overturning of um, Roe v. Wade, I, I want to take the club into a lot more of an advocacy and community partnership oriented um, direction. So I would really love for like our group, everybody who showed interest at that activities fair, for example, to have opportunities to meet up and really plan like advocacy events or protests or fundraisers. Um, mm-hmm. We've already fundraised once for the Western PA Fund for Choice, which works through the Allegheny Reproductive Center. So other things like that, where we can help the abortion clinics with the influx that they're getting right now um, and really work as like apprentices for the people who are doing the work. You know, like we obviously as medical students can't go provide abortions, but we can yeah. help abortion providers do their jobs better. Paul Levy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. A little more news before you go. Speaking of Roe v. Wade, thousands of Pennsylvania women registered to vote after the landmark ruling fell in June. 
registration data isn't perfect because gender is an optional field when signing up to vote here in Pennsylvania, but the breakdown is still interesting. Of the thousands of new voters, about 62% chose to be Democrats and about 15% picked Republican. More than half of all women, though, were younger than 25. And there's an enormous proposal to upgrade three of our city's biggest bridges, the West End, Fort Duquesne, and McKees Rock Bridges could all use a little love. Uh, the rest on the West End Bridge is actually pretty scary. Uh, and the State Department of Transportation thinks they can get it done for a few hundred million dollars each. You know, it's a steal. They're looking for federal money to help get it done. And let's keep our fingers crossed because the local PennDOT officer told the Post-Gazette that Fort Duquesne specifically has dropped several small pieces of concrete recently onto North Shore streets. So if you think it's rain and you have a concussion, it's probably not. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you enjoyed the show, tell a friend, rate the show, leave us love, follow us on all of our socials, Subscribe to our morning newsletter. Just just adore us. We would love that. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. So we'll see you then. We need a city cast budget so we can get some school supplies. <laughs> get some Yikes pencils up in here. <laughs>